two beauties in a pod. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm really excited for today. Yeah. Me too. I cannot wait. And why? We have a very special guest coming on today. Our second ever guest. And she is just as brilliant as the first one. 100%. Yes. So, we thought that we'd give you a little bit of background on her before she comes on to introduce herself. My name is Charlotte Hawking. She uh, is a part of the family of the Hawkins Ice Cream, which if you live in North Devon, is the best ice cream going. She's beautiful inside and out. Yes, she has travelled to so many places. She is a very good weightlifter. And I think she's just really sporty in general. Yes, she is, and just a... All around lovely person. Yeah, so here we go. Hello, I'm Charlotte, and I'm the second guest on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told to say I'm their biggest fan. She's a bit sour about being the second guest, by the way. And she is our biggest fan. She was the one who brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to every single episode, I swear. But she loves the podcast. <laughs> she loves us. <laughs> um, apparently, I've already been introduced. Yeah. I'm not sure what they said. I was not present for that part. Um, but Charlotte's just going to introduce herself for us. I've written a few notes. This is my first podcast, guys, so I'm not going to be resting. Uh, I'm 22, so I'm a bit younger than the two of you. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm a baby. Um, I haven't been to uni, and I love travel, travelling, health and fitness. I'm not a PT, so I don't know why I'm on this podcast, to be honest, because there's two PTs in a pod and me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be a PT to be on the podcast. <laughs> PT. Um, but... I feel like we all have a very similar approach to health and fitness, we're all very holistic. It's about a life and not just the gym. Um, my main focus is on being doing what I love and helping others do the same. Um, and yeah, that's all i got about me. Yay. She's got a lot more about herself, by the way. <laughs> I've heard a lot more about her. Like, <laughs> when somebody asks you what... what? Um, so... Firstly, Hawkins ice cream. Yeah, we, <laughs> we have introduced that. Yeah, that. <laughs> Swimming. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sports you've been involved in. Yeah, well, not many. Uh, so. I feel like the older you get, the more you do, though. What, sports wise? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was actually, I was talking about this yesterday. My friend found a reel on Instagram. It's this little girl. Did you see it? <laughs> I saw I that my story. Over it's like this young girl at like a gymnastics club. And, uh, they'd set up a pole on, on top of like just like two plates almost and she's like ready and she's looking at this pole ready to jump over and she just walks flat on her bum <laughs> knocks the pole over and my friend showed it to me she goes that was you in PE <laughs> I was like yep so I wasn't really sporty as a child I all I did was swim and because I was good at it if I wasn't good at anything else I didn't have the motivation to really do any other sports I think um yeah no one wanted to be my partner in PE Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now they would, though. I'm gonna play the violin. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hawkins um, is not me. <laughs> it's my dad. Um, I work in an ice cream van, so people who are from around North Devon, they know what Hawkins ice cream is. Um, and I've worked in an ice cream van since I was 14. Every summer, it's a seasonal job. It's quite quite a tough graph, to be fair, on the hot days. It's oh, man, I can tough imagine. job. Yeah, to be fair. I don't think I'm and they're very busy. Like that. Yeah, but then other days, like you just chilled and watch YouTube all day and plan to travel. <laughs> yeah, I know that's decent. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So, is um, just working at the Hawkins Vans like a stopgap at the moment? Are you? 
planning anything in the next year? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, so Harry and I, my boyfriend, who is here, we're vlogging today, so he's he's watching us all. So go check out on YouTube. Yeah. Comes out. <laughs> um, we're going to India in December to do our yoga instructing course. Our YTT two hundred. If anyone knows yoga. That's um, going to be awesome. I don't know yoga, but that'd be cool. It's like your first stage to become an in instructor. Mm. It's a month-long course. Um, I cannot wait. It's not Harry's dream to be a yoga instructor, but he just <laughs> can't leave me alone for a month. So, <laughs> no, I, I love it. He's coming along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. But um, it's kind of our beginning to the next beginning part of our life, I suppose. Um, we're going to try and be his way for as long as we can, hence the YouTube. That'll be something we yeah. vlog, try and make money with. Um, maybe start a podcast one day, but I feel like carrying all this equipment around Asia might be a bit difficult. To be yeah. fair, it's only just microphones and a laptop. You don't yeah. need like the best setup. And you don't need like the biggest microphone. You can get like just a like, little, little ones. head over ones and ear ones. Oh, yeah. But I'm I'm feeling like I can imagine me like so I previously um, been a diving instructor. So I can imagine me with my diving bag, which is a rucksack in itself with its fins attached to the outside. Then we've got gym bags, you need three pairs of shoes. <laughs> you need your lifters, your metcons and your nobles and your and your belt and what else? Your rope and Everything. chalk and who knows. You just what thought else. about like getting a van or like a trailer to tear around with you. How <laughs> to put it on a plane. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. true. I think it's gonna be uh, some expensive luggage. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm gonna have to pack light. But do you know what I love? We're all in leggings and hoodie. Harry's in his gym stuff. We are going to the gym after, but like we literally live in yeah gym, gym wear. Love it. So all, all I need is gym wear. I don't yeah. need anything else. And if I need yeah. need a nice dress, you just buy it on the way around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're planning a big trip, but all we've planned so far is India. However, there's still no visa if you're from the United Kingdom at the moment because of COVID. They stopped it. Oh, no. So we're wait, waiting to be able to apply for one, but we'll see what happens. How long does the application take once you apply? So, um, well, there is two types of visa. There's a, a paper one, which apparently takes a long time. How long is long? I have no idea. Um, and apparently a lot more expensive than this e-visa. So the e-visa is like a three-minute application online. Mm -hmm. It costs £30. That's the one you can't get right now, but you can get the paper one. The only thing I'd say is I Googled, Googled any visa to... India first, and it said £300, and I feel like that might be the price of the paper one. So if I could wait it out, that'd be great. But we'll wait yeah. and see. Wait and see what happens. It's only the deposit down for the yoga so far, and when you can you, delay it. When are you going? When's your planned day of? So the, the first day of the course is the 1st of December. So you've got to be there before then? Yeah, so I, I think we're looking at like the 27th, 28th of November. Um, yeah, we could start in any, like the 1st of any month, but really, like... In terms financially, it wouldn't make any sense to just hang around here in England when we could yeah. be out there. Yeah. Getting going. It's so exciting though. What are you gonna like? How long are the days when you're on the yoga course? Of the Is course. it every day? Is it? Have you got like rest days or like? No? So um, it's the first of the twenty fourth. I don't know the ins and outs of it. A friend of mine, um, Emma, she did hers in Bali. Is this the same one? I saw it when she was over there. So she was in Bali. So it's the same right. company. Yeah. But. Um, I'm doing it in India. I can just remember this thing. I don't know if she has to like squirt water out oh, of or the cleansing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can just remember watching it. That's all I can remember from it. Yeah. So part of it is cleansing rituals, yeah, where you've got like apparently there's one where you drink so much water that you make yourself sick. Like you have to drink until you're sick. 
obviously it's all optional they cannot force you to do anything and I think that was one she opted to not do but yeah I'm, I'm, we'll see how that goes apparently <laughs> <laughs> think about it Harry's buzzing <laughs> Harry's already told me no <laughs> um, no so I don't know too much about it um, to be honest the website isn't fantastic there is a lot of information on there but it's not well organised yeah. um, there's one rest day but it's an ex- excursion day so they pre-planned all these excursions that they want you to go out and see um, it's all very strict there's no alcohol there's no chocolate I can't remember what the other things are on the banned list it's strictly vegetarian they cook you three vegetarian meals a day so breakfast lunch and dinner um, and then you have a few tea breaks Harry has another business on the side where he oh yeah yeah like, does some graphic design work plug that one quickly yeah <laughs> my time off go check it out um, and so he's looking for time to be able to do that alongside because obviously Christmas time a lot of people will put in yeah. orders yeah. so there is tea breaks I, I think they're like an hour long or 45 minutes throughout the day but it's literally just yoga all day every day for three weeks four weeks what time does it start in the morning what time does it finish so morning bells at five and lights out are at ten <laughs> you die <laughs> that's Kai out you know, I so wish I could be a morning person and I try so hard and like today I said to Ali I set my alarm for nine thinking I'd be awake way before nine no I wasn't what time are you up? Because I was messaging you and I didn't get any reply. Uh, I was keen in. Uh. <laughs> we, had, we had bacon, eggs and sausage. And then I was like, oh my God, it absolutely stinks in here. And I got really embarrassed. So Aww. I was keen in. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm not a morning person, am I? Like, well, am I Harry? No, I'm not. He tries to speak to me, tries to cuddle me. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> no, that is me. My mum had a friend around this morning and I just walked out there and I was like, oh, <laughs> that was it, and then I went. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I perk up after a coffee. And, the whole, and as far as I'm aware, there's no coffee, it's just tea. Yeah, but you get used to that though. Yeah, but the, I think the first week's going to be difficult. Oh, God, yeah. Morning <laughs> coffee, so nice. Yeah. I really like the sound of it, and I'd love to be able to do something like that, but just. I just don't know if I could. What time do you finish at night? But then I guess you'd be sleeping earlier as well. No, like, well, lights out at 10. Right, okay. But yeah. I, the other day. Have you got the lights out as well? Like, you have to go to bed at a certain time. Oh my God, it's like being on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I don't watch Love Island. I don't watch Oh, right, okay, well, I'm on Love Island, apparently. <laughs> You're not on Love Island, so it's like yeah, Love okay. Island. Or Big Brother, or something like that. Well, the other day when it was really hot, we were in the ice cream van, and we were sweating. It was so hot, couldn't breathe. And I've seen that on your story, and you like had ice all over you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, making ice buckets. All I could think to myself was... Does this place have aircon? Like, do our rooms have aircon? Are we going to be sleeping with no aircon? I don't know. Well, so I've had friends go to India, not for like a yoga retreat, but just on holiday, and they said that the resorts are like just insane. But it's not a resort. Yeah, I know, but then the outside of it's like shit hole. Yeah. So I've got everything crossed for you. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. If not, take a fan. Someone else to pack. Yeah. <laughs> when I looked at one of the pictures of the bed, and like just typical hot country, it's just a sheet, there's no duvet. Oh, um, yeah, but they did that in Egypt and they had aircon. Yeah, okay. So. Well, we'll wait and see. They should do. Watch our vlog to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll vlog the whole thing. <laughs> um, we've already talked about that. Talk about. Oh, yeah. Travelling. You've been travelling before. Yeah, so. What was your favourite place? It was amazing. If anyone, if anyone listening to this is younger and has just got their A-level results the other day, they might be what you want or they might not be what you want. Um, uni isn't everything. So I was very much with the mindset 
I'm going to uni, I want to do medicine, I want to be a doctor, did all my work experience and all of that. I remember that. What, like me, ready you to, to go? You wanted to be a doctor, didn't you like, not like blood or like, do, not like injections? Oh yeah, well, like I feel a bit faint. But yeah. I, thought, I thought I'd desensitise myself to that. <laughs> Watch enough YouTube and see, and see enough <laughs> operations. Do you remember me sat outside spin classes with a revision book? Do you ever remember that? You used to sit there, I don't know if you will. But literally, I'd sit outside, like, outside yes, the spin class. I think so. Knowing I should be revising, but revising. And no, I should be revising, but sat ready to waste 45 minutes. <laughs> Not revising. Um, anyway, I, uh, I got really addicted to the gym during A-levels. Um, and just decided it was all too much to apply for medicine, sit the UCAT and the BMAT and the entrance exams and interviews. So I'll take a gap year, which I was scared, like, so scared for, because... I thought I was to go straight to uni and get into that, and that was the only answer to being successful and happy in life. Um, then fell in love with the idea of using the gap year to go travelling, but how was I supposed to sit entrance exams and attend interviews if I was halfway across the other side of the world? Um, so decided then I'd take two gap years. My best friend ended up coming with me, and we went to Indonesia first, and honestly, it was the best eight or nine months of my life. Like It, it changed me for the better, it opened my eyes to, well, uni isn't everything. Um, and during that time, decided I'd take another year out. So I was then gonna take three gap years. <laughs> so yeah, everyone would be finished uni. <laughs> and I'd still be out there. But then COVID hit. Um, so yeah, we we, came, we went to Indonesia, um, Australia, and then South Africa, and then did a safari through Africa. Came home. Um, and everyone wanted to have Christmas at home. So I went back out to Indonesia to do my diving instructing course. So I was there for just under three months, living on an island, and it was so cool. Like, I was really nervous at first, being on my own, because obviously Kayla and I had gone out together. Um, and it's just that comfort of having somebody you know, and you know, when, when you feel sad and just having that sense of home. But I remember being there on my birthday, like it was like the midnight that it turned to my birthday and I was awake because I had jet lag and I was messaging my mum like all I want is a hug <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday and I'm crying <laughs> but um, I soon got into the groove of things and I adored it came home the plan was then to go um, and live in France for a month because I wanted to try and pick up some French because the dive school I was learning with were run by, was run by a Belgian guy who spoke French and most instructors did I thought that would be such a cool skill to have and then the plan was then um, my best friend she got a boyfriend so all three of us then go traveling but covid came so mm. here we've been so do you plan on still going to uni to do medicine or not so um yes and no i love learning like I, I really do and i love knowing why things happen especially like biologically and to do with your body um since going through an eating disorder and also going through the gym and watching people at different levels how they change their body and how they manipulate themselves um i find it also interesting so yes i'd like to go and learn more i'd like to study more i'd like to do tests more and i i imagine in years to come like kind of almost two different pathways but is there any way you can join them together i love this i love social media i love being able to connect with people on, on a different level because not many people would go to see their gp if they were struggling yeah, with something yeah. or wanted to change they didn't have to be struggling um but it's just so much you can connect so much easier easier on social media but i would also like to have the qualification to be and feel legit and know that what i'm saying yeah. is all right it's not just my findings it's proven and yeah. for me to watch the science behind that and I know that university would be the place that 
I'd have to go to get get that. And not necessarily you have to go, do you? You can do open courses? Yeah, um, so I've learned about like part-time courses and things, but also I don't think I'm going to be in this country. I think I'll be in Australia, and I almost imagine doing that studying when I'm married and when I have babies and when I'm at home. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like... um, so there's I, no rush, basically. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel the pressure. And I'm really, really grateful because both my siblings, well, one of my siblings is going for uni and one has just finished and isn't using his degree. He's taking on the business. Um, and she, my other, my sister, she has no idea what she wants to do. Yeah. Um, well, what were your parents like with your decision about uni? Because like, my parents were always like, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. Like, as long as you're happy, that's the main thing. So neither of my parents went to uni. Don't even think my dad got GCSEs, to be honest. <laughs> Bless him. Um, and my mum is a nurse. So she, you didn't have to go to uni when she trained to be a nurse, but I think she has to do some sort of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I was very academic at school. I wasn't sporty. It wasn't going for me. So um, everyone thought I'd be the academic one, the one that wanted to be really successful in that way. Um, so when I said I'd take a gap year, they could see that, I wasn't in a place to apply for uni um, while I was going through A-levels. So they supported taking a gap year. And then I was going travelling, and that was fine. Obviously, they were nervous. But the, the more time goes on, and the more years that I don't spend in uni or applying mm. to uni, they, my mum particularly, she finds it quite difficult, I think. Right. Um, she doesn't understand social media, obviously. They're older. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. understand this could be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I hope one day to prove to her that I'll be okay. Obviously, all she wants is for me to be happy and for me to be safe and yeah, to be able yeah. to feed myself and have a roof over my head. Obviously, they'll always support me as well. Um, but it's quite scary for something they don't know and yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely don't think the old generation really understands social media like that. No. no. They don't know like how it could create it could turn into like a business opportunity as yeah. well because they. I think they just see social media as like posting photos <laughs> that were like on Facebook. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, my mum has Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas we see it more for business. As opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I think it sounds amazing and I think you've done brilliantly so far. Yeah, 100%. Uh, honestly, I just have so much respect for anybody who gets out of their hometown, whether they come back or not, like, but goes and does something as well. Yeah. Because so many people just stay. Stuck here. Yeah. If you live in North Devon, if you're someone who lives in North Devon listening to this, it's like... to just stay in it. Yeah, oh, you God, know it. Yeah. There's, n- there's not a lot here. It's a great place. It's beautiful, and I will always remember this place and appreciate it so much, and will bang on about it to everyone yeah. I see. Always be home. Yeah. 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 But so there's like, just nothing Yeah, here. but you just meet so many other people that you wouldn't normally meet like cultures, nationalities, mm. different ways of lives, and it just opens your eyes to everything. just makes you think, yeah. like, yeah. I, I don't take it, I try not to, and I will be honest, coming back from travelling, I was really like, we need to recycle, I'd also turn vegan. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, like, but was really, just really grateful, and really looked at everything in, in detail, yeah. and, and throughout COVID, and then I got a job at Starbucks, and then at the hospital, and, and got back into just the normal rhythm of living here and it'd be easy just to stay wouldn't it well yeah but I found it difficult because people didn't understand me but I also found myself taking things for granted and not taking the time to look at things and appreciate things or or give my time to people and becoming stressed and I hated it like I could feel myself yeah just becoming more wound up again Mm, Um, or not even wound up just removed from having like a more broader look on life it was just becoming more and more narrow so I really can't wait for that month I think that month is just going to be 
so perfect to reset, slow down, yeah, um, and just yeah, get back to grasp of just appreciating life, I suppose. Just and then five a.m. starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Late night again. Yeah. They probably won't be that bad if you are kind of going to bed early. No, I think once you get into the rhythm of it, you'll be absolutely fine. Because it's just like adjusting your body clock, isn't it? Yeah. Like wherever you go. As yeah. long as you get the same amount of sleep, then it's not going to matter. Mm. And I'll be recovering all day, because it's yeah. over all day. Do they have, like, like um, when's the sunrise over there? Like, when's it there? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are you sure. going to teach yoga when you come back? That's the big question. When I come back? Yeah. I'm coming back. back. <laughs> 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 Never. Online? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the plan, anyway. Um... So I don't want to just devote my whole life to yoga, but that would be, I'd love to have lots of like lots of little things to do. Yeah. And one of them be yoga. I love yoga. I'm really, really fortunate that I found yoga actually. Um, and I think a lot of people will look at yoga and just dismiss it and just think it's for hippie weirdos. Like, you know, or, or start it and find it really difficult. Um, I started because my friend had gone out to do her yoga course. She'd come back, she'd started her first classes and I went, went to support. I couldn't touch my toes. I laughed the whole way through. <laughs> like I found it really frustrating. We went into lockdown and she released hers on Facebook Lives. Oh yeah. So every day I did it. Needed something to do. Mm. Everyone was stuck in their homes. Um, and absolutely fell in love. Like I've never felt so in touch with my body. So I want to give that to other people because so many people will tell me that they want to get into yoga. Can I teach them yoga? Because you'd want someone who's a bit more like you. You wouldn't yeah, want like yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want someone who's, you know, away with the fairies, would you? No. Yeah. Um, and whilst I don't know what I believe about that part, yoga has that away with the fairies bit for everyone. I've had it, like that, just the whole, I'm not sure, it's just peace, like you're just calm. And yeah. if I feel stressed out, I need to do a bit of yoga and yeah. it will sort, sort me out. Like it's, it's just amazing. It's so good in a, in a sport world, um, yeah. but just Have you ever done mindset. Yoga? Um, I, I dabble in it. Yes, she has. <laughs> I've seen her. I've done it with Charlotte a few times. <laughs> When I um, played cricket, I used to have to do, like, not yoga, but, like, we had to do, like, Pilates yoga, like, like more of a stretch form right, every morning yeah. at 6am mm. before we started the day. Blimey. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy it. It's just making the time, like you say, mm. to do it. And it's definitely something I have to follow. Like, mm. I can't just do it myself. I'm going to have to follow someone whilst doing it. And I have to have a time set where I'm going to do it because yeah. else I probably won't do it. But like, if I, I think in the beginning I would have seen yoga like that similarly. I needed yeah. to follow someone, I needed a time, um, like you have to kind of put it in your day. But I don't see yoga like that anymore. There is a flow and there is a time to do 45 minutes an hour, however long it is. Um, but also even just to finish a workout and do five minutes. Of yeah. Part of a flow that you've done previously or just... Just where you feel good. I think the the biggest thing for me that I've learned is like to know where I feel good and what my body needs, when my hips are tight, when my yeah. back's tight, what stretches I'll then want to do. Um, or so when I was finishing at the hospital, I was really stressed. It was an, it was a highly stressful job. I loved it. So grateful for the opportunity. But just making that transition back into my old life and having time to create and be creative on you know YouTube or whatever. You were stuck at work having to do something else when you could be doing something. You so really wanted to be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You, weren't, you weren't present at all in the job. Yeah. And it was eight weeks now, it was a long time. Anyway, I was. Harry would pick me up after work because he'd finished half an hour before me. 
um, and I'd get in the car and I'd be so uncomfortable. I, I couldn't sit still in my chair, like my back was tight and I, and I was like, Harry, I just need to get home. And it's like in the traffic, it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes home. Um, I knew all I needed was yoga. And, it, and it's really nice to, to know that would be my relief. Whereas some people, I don't know, they might want to drink or something. Yeah. Like something, it's really nice to have a healthy habit yeah. that you that can you could do anywhere. You could yeah. stop in a car park and do it. Yeah. You might get a few looks, but... Yeah, people might think you're a bit weird. <laughs> I think they do anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> you own that weirdness, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like, when I do feel tight and, like, I'm, my hips get quite tight, like, I... I know that will benefit me. Yeah, a lot. So okay. yeah, so you you subscribe to my app when I release it. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I'll give oh, you a discount code. I feel like you're selling yoga to me. I've never done it. Really? No. Well, right. So I did it once. You've been quite good at it. You're quite um, flexible. <laughs> I did it once, and the whole session was like a frigging downward dog. That was uh, it. <laughs> oh, you need to learn. Me. That's the rest pose. Right, okay. Yeah, that wasn't for me. Like all the blood um, comes to my head, my wrist. Uh, <laughs> but my mum and my sister absolutely love it. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've just never done it. I do like, so I went to, I did a French guy's yoga class in El Guna once, and that was decent. And I used to really enjoy that every morning, go and do like a half hour stretch or half hour, play, like it wasn't yoga. Um, but yeah, I just didn't do it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you for a flow before I go. Thanks I don't me. know, like, I don't know much about yoga, but I definitely think it's probably like, who teaches you as well. Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. 100%. I've been to the odd class where I'm like, what are you doing? You get with any class though. If you went to like... A spin. Oh, a spin or a boot camp or whatever. Like you, you got to get the instructor. You, yeah. If no one's ever said this on this podcast, Ali and Kai are literally the best spin instructors you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> you don't teach anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I used to love it. <laughs> I used to love it. I don't love but, it anymore. But even spin, yeah, like you would, you'd want to go back to yours and like mm. both of yours, and then there'd be some you'd be like, that You're was such back. a waste of forty five yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I, I hopefully I'm good. I'm, I might be awful, and it might only last a little while. No. <laughs> I, I think you've loads of you anyway, and you are very in depth, and I like that. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so are you happy to talk about your eating disorder? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um. Do you know when it started and how it started, or did it just gradually happen, or how, yeah? Um, it's funny, like, something will, I don't like the word, but trigger a memory, like, you know, yeah. jog a memory, um, and then you'll kind of, like, go down a path, and I don't, I don't know whether Harry gets bored of listening to me, but he'll say something, and then I'll be like, oh, but then that happened, and and then, then this happened, and, and whatever, and you end up, you almost create a different story every time. Yeah. But they are all linked. It's just different memories that you'll remember Sometimes at a certain time. Block them out, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. And sometimes I think also when you are malnourished, you do forget a lot. Like yeah. there is, mm. you just, you just don't, you just don't remember. Like I don't know what's wrong with your memory. There's the things I'll see a picture of, but like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but I, the, my 16th birthday, I had a party at home, um, all girls, and it was the first time I ever drank alcohol. Anyway, everyone's all dressed up, they all look great, um, and I wore nice clothes, but and obviously it's your birthday, everyone wants a picture with you, so we're all looking at the pictures, and I'm just looking at that, and I'm like, I'm so much bigger than everybody else. And it's the first time I ever realised that, like, I think. I've always felt bigger, I'm tall, like, I'm 
5'11", so throughout primary school I was always that one at the back, on the bench, you know, in the middle. <laughs> that was me. Yes, I fine. Was there with you. <laughs> um, but I was just tall and there was never anything negative about me being big, never. And yeah, I think my 16th birthday was like the first realisation. Um, I wasn't really into boys, I had a best friend that was a boy at the time, so like I, like I was just happy doing whatever I was doing. Um, so I started trying to lose weight. And it came in, in weird in weird ways. Um, I, like, I remember like drinking like litres and litres of water after I'd binged on like a whole bar of Oreo chocolate or things. I think the first thing I did was um, ban foods. Like, so I couldn't have bad foods or couldn't have chocolate, couldn't have crisps. And I'd really reward myself if I'd managed to go so long without doing it. It was a few years of doing things like that. And then I found intermittent fasting. I can't tell you what year. Um, might be able to look back. But... Um, I, so I started the normal fasting window, like 16, 8, and so I wouldn't eat until about 1, 1 slash 12, depending on what time I stopped eating the night before. And it was when I'd gone to college, I started in Petrock for my A-levels whilst everyone stayed back at sixth form. Um, and then I kept pushing and pushing and pushing until it got to, I wasn't eating until I got home, which was at half five. So that was the initial bit of weight. Um, and it was, it was just to lose weight in the beginning. It that was it and then I started educating myself on things and um, I started watching different girls doing what I eat in a day I also watched like men because that would be where you got the most informative videos about weight training but I was still religiously just going to gym classes I hadn't yet joined a weightlifting gym yeah um, and yeah so then I picked up the classes I was already doing one nearly every day um, was that to just burn calories that was just to burn calories yeah. that was, that so was my mindset exercising to burn calories yeah yeah at this point um exercising to burn calories eating to not eat enough calories and just wanted to lose weight and I went on work experience to London and I remember coming back and weighing myself and I was like eight and a half stone and like it's funny because you still get snapchat memories so I can I almost watch myself like every every year I'll watch what happened to me six years ago what I was doing and what I was proud of um and were you really happy to hit that oh yeah. yeah oh yeah I was buzzing yeah. like every time I absolutely buzzing and I remember wearing like crop tops for the first time um, because everyone else used to get to wear them. Um, all my friends were skinny. I was like the only one that was slightly overweight. So like the, just the skinnier I could look and if I was going out in something like that, it meant I wouldn't eat because if I ate, then obviously you'd get food volume in your stomach. And you'd... Were you slightly overweight or did you just think you were slightly overweight because your friends were so skinny? Um, I reckon I was slightly overweight. Yeah? Yeah. Like was that more like teenage kind of time every, everyone fat, yeah. everyone has their yeah stage I, they go through yeah yeah I don't I reckon I was slightly overweight it's hard to tell because at sixteen can you make that judgment I'm not sure but um, no I'm with you on that because I always hear that I was slightly overweight at sixteen my mum would be like no it's puffy fat and I'm like mm, did you see me yeah and then yeah I mine was definitely younger <laughs> I was about thirteen <laughs> <laughs> I just love chocolate yeah yeah no but yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure. But I learned a lot, and I, I went through like paleo and whatever. I have no idea when it became unhealthy. Maybe A levels, maybe before. Just gradually. Were gradually. you in denial about it being unhealthy though, or was there a day where like the realization hit you that? So um, I think what it was, I could never see how I looked really. Yeah. Because I look back at pictures and videos of times when I thought, like Egypt. So I went to Egypt for my 18th birthday. And I went to so many blooming classes before then. I, I still remember the last class I went to before we went. Um, and because I wasn't skinny enough. Because I was going with my best friend, who's like just had the most perfect body since I've known her. 
Um, and I just, I just needed to be skinnier, I needed to be skinnier. And when I was there, I, I felt fat. And I looked back at photos, and I'm like, you are not fat. Like, yeah. you are borderline underweight. I wasn't yeah. underweight yet, but you're borderline underweight. It was, what are you doing? Why did you think that? And why did you keep going? And they would eat pizza and chips. And I'm all for choose foods to make you feel good and choose to eat when you want what makes you feel good. But I was hungry and I was hot and I was, yeah, I was, I just had no energy. Um, so the biggest thing is I couldn't see how I looked, body dysmorphia, I suppose. Um, and so I just kept going because it was never good enough. Um, you were never happy. No, yeah, no never matter happy. how small you got, you were never happy. Because you couldn't see you were small. Yeah. And you could always see that like little like shape in your stomach that's probably your your stomach or your womb or something yeah. like and I the, find when you get that tiny you look more bloated yeah I always felt bloated you know it's everybody yeah. because you're so small yeah 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 100% um, so I was I was religiously tracking then travelling obviously that was a big that was scary for me um, so during A levels I'd been doing like three classes a day and I'd walk from my house to the pool which is where the classes were which is about half an hour walk um there and back and do that maybe twice a day and I would have gone for a walk in the morning with my dog and probably one at night as well just because I don't know maybe maybe A-levels triggered a, a stress point I'm not really sure um so yeah travelling how am I going to do all my exercise how am I gonna, still going to go to the gym um and how am I going to track what I eat yeah like where's a as a hostel going to have a scale like I don't know so I bought these mini scales off Amazon and they arrived and I had them on the table and my dad goes, what's that, Shah? I said, oh, my, my scales for my food. And then my sister comes in. She goes, you look like a drug dealer, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and they're literally so small. Like, yeah. like yeah. Like, they probably are one of them. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where these scales went. I left them behind. Um, so when I was away, I, I was really proud of myself, actually, because I was eating carbs. So that was a big ban on my list. Wouldn't eat carbohydrates at all. Um, which just lean protein all the time. And obviously age was the first place. It was all rice. Um, so I started eating like half a watermelon for breakfast or half a papaya. Um, and then I wouldn't really eat for the rest of the day. Maybe if I found a snack somewhere along the way, maybe a protein bar or something. And then Would you make excuses not to eat as well? Like, would you be like, I'm just not hungry? Or when I was at home? Anywhere. Where did you at, at home or when you were travelling? So um, when I was at home... Everyone just got used to me. Yeah. Like, they got used to the fact I wouldn't eat breakfast. I would sit down with everyone more than happily, have a black coffee or something. I'd occasionally have an apple, like, just kind of depend on how I felt. Most of the time I was in an ice cream van, so no one knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I'd just buy packets of Tesco's finest sliced turkey breast <laughs> from the Tesco Express in Western Hay, um, and packets of chicken. And... I, I have conversations with Kayla about it now and like what did you think of the things that I ate and she was like I, I just wanted you to be happy at the end of the day and I knew that forcing something down you like wasn't going to work and you weren't you weren't going to eat anyway it doesn't matter what I said to you you yeah, weren't going to eat so it she's so right like yeah. yeah it's like talking to a brick wall but she watched me go from normal to not normal yeah it was a gradual process she adjusted yeah uh, my mum understood same same point she just wanted me to be happy so if we went out to dinner with grandparents or something She'd totally understand, and she'd kind of disguise things or help me get through it. Um, she's not making me more disordered. She's just trying to support me, I think. Yeah. She knew that I'd just break down if, you know, if, if I couldn't have it the way that I needed. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really lucky. They loved me so much. They had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, but they, they just helped me. They just, well, they just made me comfortable, however, even if the decision was wrong. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah really really lucky about that but then when I was away it's just me and Kayla so who who do I explain myself to yeah except we did meet a couple that we did a tour with and I'm like because we'd be in this car so we had a private driver because they're so cheap in Indonesia and he was driving us around so it meant I needed to get exercise wherever I could so and anything that involved walking so we did a sunrise trek up a volcano in the morning at three o'clock in the morning then watch the sunrise come back down so we walked up this volcano now we walk back down right next thing everyone's hungry so we went and got some breakfast then we're in the rice fields and I'm literally running up and down the rice fields like whilst I don't know like when you don't eat you almost have more energy some of the time. Like, you just... I don't know what you're running on, but something. Um, it's such a determined mindset, though. That's yeah. what your... That's what happens. And you, you know, know. It's you your think, mindset. You're determined. You're... Yeah. Yeah. You just got blinkers on. Yeah. 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 And you almost feel good because you're feeling skinny. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, like, let's, let's do more. And then we went to go and jump off some waterfalls, and they had these, like, these massive steps. So you, we go down, and it takes... I don't know. I can't remember how long it took to go down, but... Then we're going back up, and I'm walking so quickly, and Kayla's like, Charlotte, wait up, and I'm like, like no, 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 I'll meet you at the top, and so Kayla was back with this couple that we were with, um, and then we'd all ha- um, hired, well, booked uh, a villa to stay in, and we were in our room, and she she said something, and I, I can't remember, but basically she told me that the couple had said, like, where does she get all her energy from, like, because she doesn't eat. So they were all eating all the time, and that's fine. They like mm. if I say I'm not hungry, they're not about to argue with me. They don't know me well enough to argue. Yeah. Um. And I think I like irritated them. Yeah. Because they're tired. They were up at three with me, walking up that volcano. They don't mm. usually do this amount of exercise, and they don't have the same goal as me. They want to chill out. Yeah. But I was so driven, like just to burn more calories, um, and just so I could maybe wear a bikini the next day because you're in a hot country. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I, the big thing about traveling though, um, is I, my first time in forever, I was having regular bowel movements. <laughs> um, because I was eating so little fiber, all I was eating was protein. Um, but I was every morning, like I would, I would go to the toilet. Um, so I was buzzing. I thought I must be being healthy. I'm eating carbs and whatever. And that's how I went vegan because Indonesia is mostly vegetarian. And then by the time I got to Australia, I didn't want to change up anything that would mean I'd stop going to the toilet and I'd stop not feeling bloated and, it's and really what have you. It's really hard to go from like different routines when you're in that mindset as well, isn't it? Mm. Like it's really hard Adjust to change. Adjust again. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I went vegan just to keep myself feeling flat stomached and going to the toilet, I suppose. Um, whatever worked at the time was what yeah. you were going to continue. Whatever you could grab onto. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know what I don't know what triggered it and. I didn't know how skinny I was then. Like, you look back on pictures and I was, you know, like, skin and bone, but I didn't know. I just thought I was still fatter than Kayla. Like, you know, so... Did Kayla see it or was it such a gradual process that... Oh, no, she could see. Yeah. Yeah. I I speak to her about it now and she'll say, like, I'd I'd see you walking and it would, like, almost make me want to, like, cry because... It's actually really hard, I think, for the people around you at that point because... If they say anything, you're just going to bite their head off. And which I did often. to be around, are you, at that point? Not that I knew you at that point, but, like, from my own experiences, you're not a nice person. You're kind of a liar because you're hiding everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to continue being your friend throughout, you know, for me, I had friends that continued being my friend throughout. Like, I'm grateful for that Mm. because I wasn't a nice person. No. You were probably the same. Yeah, 100%. Especially when you're hungry. And especially when you're travelling with just one person. Like yeah. Must have been... she, she's an absolute legend putting up with 
because she had to come on those walks with me and she had to come to the gym with me yeah. and like and she could see you were ill and she probably didn't know what was for the best at that point yeah yeah so like we'd go to the gym together and and she'd say like so many people would look at you and I just wanted to shout at them like what are you staring at yeah. I but I had no idea because I was so self-conscious all I could look at was the floor or what I was doing yeah I couldn't look what was going on around me but she was just having a wonder and having a look and yeah so I, yeah no it's got to be really hard and then parents at home to watch pictures like yeah. that's how how do you know that your child's coming back that sounds awful but yeah. like how do you know what will happen out there yeah and the last thing my brother said to me he texted to me as, as I was getting on the plane was like have a nice time everything but please don't forget to eat yeah. so like which is mental like I didn't I wasn't thinking about that I was buzzing like yeah like I'm like I'm, I can wear crop tops and I might be okay to wear a bikini eventually like can't wait to go away whilst everyone else is just fretting like about yeah. what, what you're gonna eat yeah so yeah came back was still vegan worked in the van for the summer and then went out to do diving very similar story, like, you know, but I had no one to answer to. I was on my own. I lived on my own, so it was only the people at the dive shop. I'd occasionally eat lunch with them, and if I wanted to get something different, like, you know, they didn't question. They were just really cool, let you on with it. Um, and then came back home um, for Christmas, and I don't know if it was my sister or my mum, one of them, had said something about my granddad. Now, my grandparents, when we were younger, like, their grandparents, they're, you know, you know what they're like. They may make a comment about the fact that you might be overweight. And my younger sister was this, like, little fairy. Like, she's tiny and, like, she's really slim and was really pretty and I was just this ginger giant <laughs> hanging about. <laughs> what she thinks she was. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> you should see him. Um, and so it would all be, oh, Lucy's so pretty, Lucy's so pretty. And I was just nice, like, you know, like, and that, that was that. Um... So as I was losing weight, old people fuel it, don't they? Wow, you look so good, you look so good. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they love it. Um, and that's all I kind of thought. Like, you know, they thought I looked good. Never really thought what other, other people were thinking. Whilst all you're trying to do is impress other people to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. You don't think what other people are thinking. You're thinking about what you're thinking. Yeah. So, um, and I also felt like nobody would understand because I just thought I was fit. I just thought not, not I was a bodybuilder, but I was following those habits other people are doing this you don't understand because you're old like yeah. sort of thing yeah um so yeah someone had said so- that my grandmother said something and does my mum need money to help me like to put me in like supported living and I was like what on earth I have not heard anything like that I've I haven't even seen them why are they thinking that like am I that bad have I got like what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and I at that point I had started having conversations with Kayla, who was probably the only person I could speak to properly, um, saying, like, am I too skinny and do I need to start putting on muscle and worrying about a different goal? But I didn't know how I was going to do it. We had, like, little plans, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. But you just kind of put it off every time. The next day, you'd feel a bit better about yourself, and you'd be like, no, I don't. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, And then I was like, oh, I'm not just affecting me. Like, I'm affecting everybody else. So I really had to give it a long thought um, and then took my mum to Starbucks a few days after Christmas and sat with her and said like I want to sort this out like I do and she said you're not going away again until you sort it out like I'll take your passport off you you can't go anywhere like you're coming on the family holiday with us but you don't so fine but GP appointment which was the 15th of January um, and I messaged a girl on Instagram, which is 
part of the reason I want to do all of this. Like, what do you say to somebody? And when you feel so alone, when you feel so trapped and as if no one will understand you and you want to gain weight but you need help or you want to know what you're going to look like or you want to look at, know how it's going to go through or you don't want to get fat, you just want to get to this weight or what have you. But also, how do you have those tough conversations with people that haven't been through it? So I messaged a girl that I followed her journey on Instagram. I'm going to the GP and I know that she'd been. What did you say or what can I say? And she, she was called Hannah and... um. Yeah, she told me what to say. Um, and I was like, right, okay, I've got this. And I sat in this office of this new GP that I've never met. I had to choose. So friends of mine, um, his dad a, was, a, was a GP at the surgery. So she sent me the names of all of the new GPs. So I looked them all up on Facebook. Which one is the nicest? <laughs> <laughs> which one's going to understand what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, and I sat down and he goes, so why are you here today, Charlotte? And I just started crying. So my mum, bless her said it all and he referred me to um a clinic at the hospital in Barnstable so I had a date for that I was a 20 something um and we went up and I've never been made to feel like such an idiot in my life like it was so weird you got given this questionnaire that you had to answer questions about like your mental health I understand what they're doing it don't get me wrong um I felt like like I felt like one of those people in, in those homes like all that you'd see like you just felt like an alien mm-hmm. and I sat there and I had to speak to this therapist who there was also somebody doing their like work experience or or something along the lines of that. So there was someone else someone in there else in the room. when you're feeling so vulnerable anyway. And my mum. Yeah. And I have to tell this story that I've just told to the GP only a few days ago. Again. Yeah. Which is really hard to do. To do. Yeah. Because at, the, at this point I wasn't comfortable speaking about it. Now I'll speak about anything. You can ask me anything. But I'd only just admit it to, to myself I had an issue, yeah. let alone other people. So that was awful. Um, and I just cried a lot and this woman didn't feel very like sympathetic or empathetic at all and out of that came we'll send you some leaflets and um, we'll refer you to a counselling thing I think or a workshop I can't really remember and we'll get you a meal plan and I thought I don't need somebody to design a meal plan I know a meal plan better than you do I've been doing this for so long (laughs) yeah (laughs) shut up you idiot (laughs) Um, and uh, the leaflets came in the post and they lived in my drawer, I never read them. I knew all about it. Like, there's so many different types of eating disorders, journeys of eating disorders, and I'd be really interested to learn about those. Mine was fully, like, self-inflicted. I was very aware the whole time of exactly what I was doing. Like, yeah. it wasn't, I'm just not eating in protest, or I just can't eat. It's, I am trying to hit certain macros, or I'm just trying to lose weight. thing is, you were educated enough about it. Mm. And I think people with eating disorders kind of are really educated around nutrition yeah they know exactly what they're doing but I do know a lot of them aren't and I'd like I'd, I'd really like to have a conversation with someone that that's been through that yeah um but yeah and for me I, I had all the information at the tips of my fingers and right in my brain I don't need a leaflet and I don't need someone to make me feel like an idiot yeah um so I sacked that off quickly um <laughs> And then we went on a family holiday and I, and I was like trying to eat more. Oh, and I also started training with a powerlifter in Westwood Ho. Um, oh, in, that, uh, in the garage. garage. Yeah. Is it Gunnington Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was my goal. So I also had to do like a few days later. I'd, so friends of mine, the same person that gave me the GP information, they, they were training there and they said, you should try it. Um, so I, I'd messaged him on Facebook and, and I went down. And um, he was trying to get stronger. So yeah, change my goals. Yeah. Like, stop worrying about how I look. 
and I will get because I want to look athletic get a different yeah. focus yeah, yeah. like yeah. That's, that was the whole point of it that no, was yeah. way to kind of fuel your body mm. well to hit the numbers yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's everybody's goal though, when they first start doing it they want that athletic look yeah and then it just goes past the point of that and they can't get back out of it yeah yeah um yeah so I I went went to him and he, he obviously you have to if, if you're PTing someone you need to know their story you need to know yeah. what their goals are and whatever whatever so I was explaining to him in brief terms and wondering if he knew what I was on about but thought you're into fitness you you know what I'm on about like you know and he said I'm exactly the same but on the opposite direction like I always feel like I'm too small so I was like right we're on the same page almost that's great you're really gonna understand you're really gonna help me yeah and that was fantastic like I love that the people that were there like it was always small groups it was like older ladies there wasn't another Ali Mower yeah she was there yeah um, and it was just, it was just really cool. Everyone was so much stronger than me. I failed a 40 kilogram squat on the first day, <laughs> like, which is mental to me now. Like, yeah. how did I, how could I not do that? Like, I'm, yeah, it was just so funny. Um, but keep, keep going guys. That's the moral of the story. But, um, that was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't always fail it. Uh, and 40 kilos is still good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that was, that was really good and um, my muscles were aching and I was like eating. I remember we went to Ikea and I was like, mum, I need to pack my overnight oats because I've got my training session with Matt afterwards and I need to make sure I eat. And that's the first time I've ever been like, I yeah. need to make sure I eat. Yeah. Like, Fuel for I've always been like, I don't need food. So yeah, it was great. Anyway. That was just the switch from um, exercising to burn calories though to exercising to become stronger. Yeah. So, just a little mindset switch, really, isn't yeah. it? Goal. Goal. Something else to focus on as well. Instead of focusing on not eating, mm, yeah. you want to get stronger, so you've got to focus on performance. Yeah, no, so that was brilliant. But then Boris announced lockdown. Yeah. So that was a right kick in the teeth. Um, but just before then, we'd, we'd been on holiday to Jamaica as a family. There was a gym there, but I'd started to gain weight in my head. On the scales, I can't remember, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I really, really struggled. So grateful that my dad, like, you know, takes us and what have you, and I love spending time with my family, but I was so uncomfortable. I struggled so much, and I would binge some days. There was, like, unlimited frozen yogurt. There's, like, a frozen yogurt shop, and it's, like, all-inclusive, so you don't pay for anything. And you'd, like, you'd have your dinner, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, Lucy, let's go get frozen yogurt. And you'd yeah. get all the toppings and, and whatever, and then I'd just cry. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was quite sad. And then, yeah, came back and I was like, right, okay, well, at least now I can, like, get strong again. Lockdown came and I rang my friend Emma, who's a yoga instructor, um, and we just cried <laughs> together. <laughs> no more gyms. <laughs> um, what are we going to do? So then I saw some equipment, uh, bought some off a friend, um, and made my own little gym. And then messaged Ali to do my programming. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. I actually forgot about that. Is that how you two first met? It must be. I think I knew you from the gym because you did spin classes. Yeah. Couldn't you? But I was probably going through exactly the same as you at that time. And that yeah. was really weird when I was doing spin classes. Yeah. How funny. So I messaged Ali, but and they were they were so good. Like every time I did one they made me feel great. But um, It was more like the introduction to CrossFit sort of yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um but I I just was so uncomfortable with myself. Like I was eating a lot because I knew that was what I wanted to do, but also I didn't have to see anyone, like you're just hidden in a house. Yeah. So like, like, it doesn't matter. Um, but like my boobs were growing and like 
you know, like your, your stomach's bloated and, and things are starting getting tight. And so the minute that someone asks you a squat, like you don't want to feel your stomach. So I'm not gonna. Like, and you're kind of trying to stay in the same clothes as that you were wearing before. So yeah. Like when, if anyone's going through it, get rid of your old clothes. Yeah. That's the Go worst. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like don't try and fit in something that doesn't fit you. Yeah, like it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it just triggers you really. Mm. So yeah. So whilst. Ali's programming was great. I'd stopped. Yeah. It was just a waste of anyone's time. I wasn't going to do it. I would just walk all day, every day. And then I got to Morrison's, which started in the morning. So anyway, I gained like 20 kilos quite quickly just because I just, I just like gave myself permission to eat and I ate, like, I'd still feel guilty. So it was almost like a binge. Like, I think I binged my way up. Um, and then um, we came out of lockdown and I found CrossFit with my friend Emma and we started going there and that was right up my street that was burning calories and strength training and it was fantastic um and that's kind of where I think my solid recovery process began so I gained the weight without exercising which is a bit of a regret and I would never if I was going to help anyone get through it I would probably be a bit more not necessarily controlled about it but to avoid that period of just feeling awful and feeling so embarrassed. Like I had such bad social anxiety. Like I didn't want to see anyone because also that's lockdown as well. But I didn't want to see anyone that I hadn't seen for ages because I was so embarrassed because I looked so different or I felt I looked so different. And I look back at pictures now and to be fair, my face was so inflamed. Like just the, the sudden weight gain, like just everything just, yeah, just held water and it was horrible. Um, but yeah, so CrossFit really helped me no mirrors in a gym it's all about performance and it's all about beating each other like you push yourself as hard as you can so mm. fantastic right up my street because I love pushing myself um I even get stronger at the same time and yeah no mirrors and everyone everyone's got short shorts on doesn't matter like whether or not they've got cellulite, cellulite on their legs um they've got the tops off whether or not they've got flaps stomach and abs or not like it was just all about like such a community like yeah it was, it was really good like, I'm so lucky I found that as yeah. well Mm. and then you so, do more weightlifting now as well don't you, you do well, like Olympic lifting so and... then yeah I changed CrossFit gyms <clears throat> um, we had another we had like lockdowns went on and off didn't they yeah. so like training at home two and years right whatever yeah. yeah a long time it's kind of a bit of a blur changed gyms um, and yeah my first thing in CrossFit was how to snatch like why is that so difficult? What's what's going on there? Yeah, that was my exact thought. So that was my favourite lift. It is my favourite yeah, lift. Yeah, yeah. And it was the one that I just wanted to do over and over again until I got it perfect. Yeah. And it's never perfect. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, no, I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, so focus on, like, learning to snatch. And then I kind of fell in love with Olympic lifting, more so than CrossFit, because my, my main aim was to get strong. I knew I was already fit. I knew I could push myself hard aerobically. Like, that's... I have no issues with that. Like... It's, I just want to get strong. So also gymnastics. I'm, I'm a long thing, like you know, and, and I've <laughs> got long limbs, <laughs> and, and I don't really have much like body strength. I couldn't do a push up, couldn't do a pull up, like you know. So gymnastics is out out the window. So let's try Olympic lifting. So yeah, focus on Olympic lifting mostly, um, and did the odd workout. Um, did a lot of classes. Then started doing these partner classes. Met Harry. Um, so Harry and I decided he's he's very similar background like was a triathlete a lot of aerobic like not as much strength would like to like gain weight and muscle mass and get stronger 
So we bought programming by Mayhem. If you're into CrossFit, you'll know who they are. If you're not, it's just a very successful programming, yeah. rich phoning. Um, but we do the burger strength, so it's mainly Olympic lifting with a touch of CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so if you go to CrossFit, like CrossFit classes are great. They're just very focused on like the aerobic capacity sort of stuff, isn't it? It's not really like structured program, isn't it? From week to week, I would say. And in most gyms in quite a few boxes Mm. so getting a program if you're kind of looking to gain strength is probably the best way to do it it. but at the same point if you're just looking for a workout and you just want to be fit and you just like crossfit go Go to to class yeah like it's amazing it's such and such such fun and community feel is just amazing you're getting to do it around people that also want to become fitter so Mm. and you really push each other like so competitive yeah but then when you finish you're like it's just all about the person who hasn't finished and you're like it's so encouraging it's it's immense it's such a cool sport even if you don't like the competition element like it's still for you just try it give it a go yeah i've never tried it you need to try it Come on then, Kai. Let's get you there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get with you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. But the the programming, hundred percent. Like, yeah, like you said, if you want to get strong, you do need something linear. Yeah. Um, to make good progress, you kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, there's. I've never been in a box with a mirror. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't either. I don't think. In the toilet, occasionally there might be one. Yeah. But never one with a mirror. No. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. No. Because it's actually to be in, li- in line with your body as well. Like, everyone says they want to check form in the mirror, but also... You can feel it. You can feel it, yeah. A lot of people video themselves. Yeah. I never used to video myself in the gym. I video and now, <laughs> Yeah, now all I do is just like, quick, Harry, can you video this, please? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, video yourself. But, yeah, nev- never a mirror. And that was one of my biggest triggers when I was lifting or at the gym or whatever because you're just looking at what you want to get smaller or what you want to get bigger yeah you're looking rather than focusing on what you're doing mm. yeah 100 percent. Mm. Yeah. would you say that your relationship with harry has helped your recovery journey yeah yeah, yeah. she's got to say this now i'll be impressed no uh obviously everyone plays a part in your journey everyone plays a part in your life um but for me the way that the things that made me feel insecure or make me feel insecure um, or would trigger me or whatever. Like, I, I'm so loved. And it's so known that I'm loved. Like, I never have to question if Harry thinks I'm beautiful or if Harry thinks I look good or the minute I feel sad or embarrassed or insecure, like, he'll know exactly whatever it is that's going on and, like, he'll make me feel better. It, not every day it's going to work and some days like you know I, I will cry to him and say I feel like this I feel like that but I don't question as to whether or not he thinks I'm attractive yeah. um, and if I don't want to eat he doesn't make me eat and if he if I am hungry and he's got something that looks good then I make him get it and then I'll have a bite of it and he doesn't mind <laughs> like um, he's but he's just like just so supportive and in the way that everyone else is really supportive I'm not saying other people aren't but he that like what's the word like acceptance yeah i suppose and i've i've never felt so beautiful in my life like he, he really oh, i feel like i know how much he loves you just from my instagram like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. vice versa <laughs> yeah like uh, i think that's amazing though mm. i think that's the best thing and we were having a conversation about it like they will never know Davey will never know and Harry never will know never know never know how we felt but at the same time it's nice to just have that someone there to but they just won't I mean they'll never know just how much they've helped 
Like yeah, I don't. Yeah, hundred percent. I almost believe that I wouldn't be where I am without Harry. I feel like if I didn't meet Harry, I'd possibly be back trying to lose weight. It's scary to think where. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't, you can't do that, but can you? But yeah, I, d- I don't know, hundred percent. Like bad, bad relationships and good relationships, like good relationships. It's so obvious when one's bad and and yeah, one's good. Just, yeah, you um, notice the difference. Yeah, no, definitely. 100%. And also just that we're in it together and we have the same goals, like that we both want to get strong. So we really push each other to get strong. And because we're, because we're really committed to the gym, it makes me feel good about myself. Like that I've done, and I, like, on the days that I feel rubbish, he eggs me on. But also what's really important is on the days that I really 100% feel rubbish and I don't want to work out, he'll stop working out like with me. Like we'll do something else. We'll do like an, an ab circle or something because you can never have a strong enough core, can you? Yeah. But, like he just understands. Like... And um, or when we want to push hard in a workout, we'll push each other, yeah. and it just makes you feel good in other ways. But in terms of yeah, his support and like love and affection and whatever, I just yeah couldn't fault it. Well done, Harry. Yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that as time goes on there that you are more accepting of how you look now? So the biggest thing I've done is unfollow people on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... Had to, I have to do that too. Yeah. yeah. And I'll realise, like, now, if I've been following someone that I've been, like, not idolising, but, you know, wanting to look like, um, and if they're, like, starting to feed me negatively, and like, I can think now, I was to say, I can think of someone in my head that actually I'd need to unfollow them because that's not how I look, and that's not how I'm ever going to look. Yeah. And if they choose to look like that or genetically just naturally look like that or whatever it is, that's not how I'm going to look. I'm going to look like somebody who does weightlifting and does CrossFit because that's what I like to do. Yeah. So how can you not look like something that you like to do? Um, but yeah. And, and then but, following someone isn't like necessarily because of that and it's because of where you are. How at they're that making point. you feel. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing against other people, but it's just. The, where you're at at that point. Yeah, you just got to do you. Yeah. You look after yourself, that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, so I, so that's made me accept myself better because then I followed, well, more CrossFit people. I didn't know that ladies looked like CrossFit people ever. Like, I just thought they were all supposed to look really skinny and whatever. But we went to a, um, a CrossFit competition in Cornwall and all these ladies are there in, like, these short shorts, and, like, they've got their cellulite out and whatever, but yet they're, like, so strong and they're so fast and they're so fit and, like, they're so nimble and agile, and I'm like, you look, like, sexy, like... And how different is, do they each look? Yeah. And, everyone looks and no one cares. so different, yeah. Literally no one cares. Like, so why the hell do I care so much about how I look? Well, yeah. I don't, so I've just really started to, yeah, accept how I look, but also Harry's taught me that how I look is nice. Yeah. You do look bloody amazing. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Sorry, I'm myself yeah. up here. <laughs> no, I feel like I've seen you through every journey. Yeah. Like, yeah, we did our lifeguard exam together before you yeah. went travelling. Yeah. I saw you after you came back from travelling. I saw mm. you during COVID. Mm. See yeah. you now. Yeah, true. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, and, but naturally, as I'm getting stronger and doing more CrossFit, whatever, my body composition is changing and changing slowly to the one that I used to dream of. Like, yeah. So, when you start focusing on different things like performance, um, usually your physique just comes alongside it. And mm. I think that was my main thing, f- focusing on performance and skills and gymnastics and this and that. My body and eating to fuel my performance, my body has naturally changed to how I always, not that I'm perfect now, but like how I wanted to be before. Mm. 
and I've done that by eating a significant amount more. Yeah. And that feels amazing. But when we say more, we don't mean like bad food. And, no, and not no. that there is a not that there is a bad food, but I mean it's Everything it's not just by yeah. yeah like I think it's like mine was when I just started focusing on lifting and trying to just eat more nutritiously. Mm. Like I stopped worrying about trying to lose weight, trying to fit into my old clothes, all of that, and I just started going to the gym and trying to eat to aid that performance. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to be in the gym and I want to be one day the best. That's <laughs> <laughs> everyone's goal, though, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone so knows. and not look the best be the best and I will look the best because I I'm doing the best yeah like but yeah that sounds so big-headed but that's like the goal you just want to be really really good I want to be yeah. really strong mm-hmm. one day be good at gymnastics and all the other yeah. skills um and you'll look at these crossfit athletes they're only they only look the way they look because they're eating to fuel their performance mm-hmm. and you know they're training hard so mm-hmm. Their, their physiques just come alongside it naturally yeah, yeah. it's a byproduct yeah. and they still they still eat really really well mm. but they just eat a bigger volume mm. yeah yeah so yeah mm-hmm. thanks Harry basically <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all we have really isn't it yeah. do you know what I was thinking this morning as what? I was having a shower I was like right okay should have a few days ago put a poll on Instagram or that little like question mm. box and said that we were doing this and if anyone had any questions we should have done that yeah. so we could do it yeah. another time yeah. <laughs> invite, invite me back guys yeah. you can I reckon we could for part two actually part two after you've been after to yoga the after yoga retreat but obviously you're going to be travelling away probably be on Zoom yeah or have a meet up oh, one of my we could come away yeah, yeah. quick holiday yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll do that well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing yeah, your story. You. No, it's been wonderful. I'm so excited for people to hear it. I hope I wasn't too rusty, guys. I swear I'm not no, sweating. you were great. Did you listen to our last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what neat was. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Our last episode was the worst. So was that I'm the sorry. last one? There's uh, the one before the last one. There was one before the last one. Yeah, we were talking and our brains just weren't comprehended. Yeah, so know. that was amazing compared to that. Yeah, no, you were brilliant. You were amazing. Thanks, guys. And thanks mm. for coming on.